Thank you for joining the Super Recruiter Show podcast. Enjoy this amazing interview with Dexter and Tanya Scott. What's up, my friends? What's up? How are you guys doing today? And today we have another epic interview that we're going to be sharing. Awesome people. Again, you know that my mandate or the mandate on my life is to spread as much positivity as possible. I want to suffocate the world uh, with as much positivity as possible to drown out all of the negativity that's that's around us. And um, with that being said, there's a bunch of people who are doing some awesome stuff. And I want to make sure that I am bringing those people to my platform or to my social sites and having them to share their story. So today we have an awesome couple that's going to be coming on. They're entrepreneurs. They have had it all or had a lot, lost it all and got it all back. And I want to talk about that today. I want to want them to share their story about um, what it's like to be in a relationship and in business together, what it was like you know, in the relationship when things were down, we know that if everything is going great in a relationship and you got all the money in the world, a lot of, a lot of times those things drown out a lot of, I guess, negative noise. But what happens when you, you know, when you are down or you, you have almost nothing and you have to get it all back? Um, you know, what is that? What is that all about? So how does that work? So we're going to get Dexter and Tanya on here. And I see that you guys have uh, joined uh, Dexter and Tanya. So um, request to join me live. And then what I will do is we will get you guys on and we will get this interview going because I am excited about hearing your story, everything about you. Uh, oftentimes, oftentimes we have people, um, we have people we have heard of who have done this or done that. But we don't have people that are necessarily. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Daniel, how are you? Peace, peace. Good. I'm, I'm, I mean, listen, I appreciate you guys coming on. I'm just kind of setting this up really quickly because um, I really want people to 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 hear from you. I want them to hear your story. Please do me a favor, my friends. Don't hold back. A lot of times um, in our lives, we hear stories of people who are who who are successful. Maybe they have successful businesses. Maybe they have successful relationships. But they're not close enough to us to get firsthand account. Um, so, you know, my the, the, the mandate or the call in my life is to put as much positivity into the system, into the world as possible. And I know dope people like you two who have been up, you've lost. You've gotten it all back. I mean, and, and that's what I really want you guys to share. I'm kind of almost getting a little bit emotional here because, I, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've gone through the ups and downs and the whole nine yards. But oftentimes, again, people are not close to us, and say, so they don't really know what's going on. So um, world, all of my social media uh, community, I want to introduce to you uh, Dexter and Tanya Scott, entrepreneurs, awesome people regular people who are doing absolutely amazing things. And, and, and it's real simple. If Dexter and Tanya can do it, yes. I can too, right? Absolutely. If Dexter and Tanya can go through it and make it to the other side and, and, and be in a, a, a better place, 
I mean, I can too. And I just want people to understand that that's, that's what you guys are bringing to the table. So I'm going to, I may pop in uh, every now and then and ask you guys some clarifying questions. Yeah. But I want you to share everything about who you guys are, anything you want to share. I, w I want you to share that with us right now. And the main thing I want people to understand is, yeah, you 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 know you you have some you have some a beautiful life beautiful things going on in your life right now. But there was a time when it was challenging, right? right? Absolutely. And how did you make it through that to get to the other side? What it took? What lessons did you learn the whole nine yards? So it's your opportunity, everybody. Dexter, Tanya, Scott, my friends, uh, go. All right. <laughs> Listen, Daniel, thank you so much. Tanya and I are honored that you have us on your platform. We really appreciate it and. Uh, to be able to speak to your, your community. Uh, so yeah, look, as Daniel said, guys, uh, that we're just normal people. We're like your neighbors. And we tell people this all the time. Uh, we're like the folks that you see in Harris Teeter and, and we wave at each other. And you might see us at church on Sundays. You know, it's, we're just normal people. Uh, but here's one thing that we definitely recognize. And I, I know, Tanya, we're gonna talk about this, is all of us have to go through a wall and it's called process. We all have to be processed. And this is one thing that I did not recognize. I really didn't realize it until one day, uh, one of our, our former pastors said, did you, did you really think it was going to be easy? And I thought, <laughs> right. yeah, I thought about it. I was like, I really, I was naive and thought that it would be easy. That's good. Yeah, but there's a thing called process and we all have to do it. And if I can just have you guys just think about uh, a basketball uh, arena, and the players are on the field, uh, on the court, and all of the, the audience are sitting in the stands. The audience, they have tons of ideas how the players should play better, and they like this player or don't like that player, or whatever it is. But until you are willing to get on the court, you have not been processed. You don't know what it's like to be on the court if you're in the stands and you stay in the stands because you see from a stand vantage point. And mm -hmm. not from the court. So, mm -hmm. yeah. What do you I, I want you to wait, wait, and Tanya and, and Dexter. I want you guys to expound upon that. So I, that idea is interesting. Expound yeah. upon that a little bit more. Well, so okay, think about this. Hey, interesting. Tanya and I. Yes, yes. Perspective. So, so the whole vantage point. When you're on the uh, court playing ball, you're laser focused to what I'm going to uh, execute on my on my team with my players. Uh, how I'm going to deliver my part of the function of what's going to happen on the court. So my mind is on, if I'm a, if I'm a guard, my mind is on the forwards, the center, uh, and all those kinds of things. But when you're in the audience, you're seeing from your vantage point, and you are, crit are critical of the players that are actually executed. And, and that's why Tanya and I, when we, get ready, when we see something, especially in social media or even in media, when we get ready to make a comment, we, we pull it back and say, wait a minute, we're speaking, we could be speaking ignorantly from our perspective. We don't know what their perspective right. is. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you were going to chime in, Tanya? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, he actually just said it, and I just sit here, I, I see even just visually. So, and I'm not an athlete, so get that, first of all. <laughs> but just even in listening to what he's saying, I'm, I am the one that's in the stands. So a lot of times there's a perspective, and they're looking down, and they're like, well, why didn't they do this? But they were open. 
but from his perspective, he might not have seen them being open. So it doesn't make it wrong. He did right based on what he saw. And then sometimes it could be other things. There's so much that we could drop here because I'm the one, and this is the thing, Dexter and I have something where we talk called the seesaw effect. As a married couple, as a married couple, even in business with each other, he comes with the strength that I don't have necessarily. I come with one, but we both bring our perspective. The thing that causes us to do so well together is that seesaw effect where there might be a point where he goes down on that seesaw, but when his foot hits it, he can bounce up to lift me back up. I may go down and I can hit that ground and I hit it to bounce up to come back up so let's bring it back to this ball court even in that place there's something that I could be dealing with in the moment that's got me a little bit off guard you know mm -hmm. and sometimes you might have to hear that thing to give me the benefit of the doubt so that's the thing too it's like regardless of what's happening in anybody's life regardless what it is that you may be going through, the one person who really has the best info about it is you. So now what are you going to do with it? So as we talk about process, it's not about what you go through, it's how you actually go about doing it. And that's the big thing that we get and that Dexter and I even talk about and teach. Well, what am I even saying with that? What I'm saying is this, and I talk about this so much when we deal with conflict, when we deal with differences of opinions. One thing that we say, and I've come to understand is in any conflict, typically everybody's right and everybody's wrong. How do we come to a place of resolve? Communication, sharing, giving my perspective, helping each other see, because ultimately we really all want the same thing. So if we want the same thing, dialogue about it to find out. In our lives, the things that we've experienced, we wanted the same thing. How do we get to this place of restoration? How do we get to mm -hmm. this place of recovery? How do I come to a place of reconciliation? It's through all of those taking place. And that's a big lesson that we learn as we've gone through our processes. So let me let me let me ask a question because that's interesting. I want to use the example that you two have just put before us. So you two, right, would be the I'm just gonna use this perspective. You two would be the players on the field. You've gone through the training, you've been cut from the team, you have been promoted on the team, you have had to go through all of the hard work to make it to that place. And there are people who see you, who see you up on the field but they have no idea about the wall you call it dexter the wall that process you have had to go through to make it to that point so we are either one of two people in in life we're either spectators who are watching people who have gone through the process mm -hmm. or we are people who have gone through the process who can now share and share share light on what we have had to go through to get to in your instance in your uh, example, the court. Speak speak about that. Okay, so uh, here, here's interesting, Daniel. So in 2014, okay, now I was comfortably in the stands in 2014. Had a great job. The company that I worked for was founded by President Eisenhower. I was traveling all over the world, having a great time, FaceTiming my wife and kids at home. You know, it was a great time. We found out about an opportunity five months before a major layoff took place. And let me say this. So uh, in life, 
God has to sometimes push you out of the nest. Yes. You know, in life, either you're going to learn how to swim or you're going to drown. Mm -hmm. So I'm comfortably in the stands. I was the only one working, taking care of my family. Tanya knew how, she knew how to make ends meet. So it wasn't like we had just money coming all out of the place. So May 2014, my boss called me and said, Dexter, your job is gone. I was wow. eliminated. I was the first of 12. Uh, to lose my job, the company ultimately closed. So I'm in the stands and God is like, I'm trying to get you from the stands onto the, the court, but you continue to sit here. Let me just do something. So boom, push me out. Reluctantly, we went, right? And here we are now. And it's like, wow, we look back at that, that opportunity to say, wow, God was trying to tell us it's time for you to step into your court it's time for you to get out of this get out of the stands and get on the court and we didn't do it ourselves he pushed us but i think i thank god he did it because we were able to actually start to access parts of us that we didn't know existed and it's really so, amazing yeah so i, I don't want to i'm and hopefully i'm not sounding insensitive because i think that can relate to what we're going through right now right yeah. in march of this year this world, many in the African-American community, many people went through a COVID layoff. Companies closed. Yeah. Yes. So, so speak to that. There are people who, like you, under different circumstances, have now been displaced, pushed out of a comfortable situation. And what what kinds of things should they be looking for or trying to do to transition from, oh my goodness, I no longer have this comfortable job. What am I supposed to do? Is God telling me to do something else? Talk to, talk to those people about you know, this, this COVID transition, this COVID layoff where people now are trying to figure out how am I going to get my life back on track? How, what, what would you say to that? Right. Do you want to hit that? I want me to take it off. Or what? It uh, either way. I think you both. <laughs> we both do. Yeah, we got some stuff. Go ahead. It and even to hear you ask that, Daniel, I'm I'm so grateful for that question because honestly, I think a lot of times what people don't realize is they are they are comfortable being uncomfortable. Throughout life, we have a desire for more, or you know, we have a desire for you know, uh, to, to, let's just make it even personal, to travel. You know, I would love to travel, you could, you could be saying. I would love to change my zip code, you could be saying. I would love to, I want to be able to not just make ends meet, as Dexter described. See, I knew how to rob Peter to pay Paul, because you know what to do, though I would much rather pay them both. I don't want to rob one to pay the other. I'd much rather pay them both on time, when it's due, and, at this, and I'd also love to pay it off. That's what I really want. However... I've grown comfortable doing it the way I've been doing it. So what is it that I've, I've grown attached to? I've grown attached to the repetition. I've grown attached to what it is that I know it looks like. And what wow. I don't like is the unfamiliar. Mm -hmm. I don't care to step out of this comfort zone. See, this is the comfort zone we speak about. I don't care to step out of the comfort zone to really go after what it is that I desire and want to do. Because what if it doesn't work? What if I mess up? I don't really want somebody to tell me no. 
I don't really want to get out here and get try to do something and it doesn't work for me. Well, what would people say? Man, what are they going to do? Mm -hmm. Now, who am I listening to? There are people who don't have the desires I really have, so they're, or they may, but they're talking me out of it. So that's who I'm paying attention to. So all of those things are going, and those are the factors that's in place. So I end up doing what? Nothing. Yeah. Because right. it's comfortable. So then it got snatched. Because I'll be honest with you, again, Dexter was the one who basically was like, I want more. He's excited. He's reading. He's growing. He's picking up books. I'm a socializer by nature. Okay. <laughs> but me, you know, I'm the relator, but I'm also that urchin by nature. So, or, or that thinker. So I process everything. And let me, let me make sure and all eyes are dotted and T's across that kind of stuff. So I'm more limited in what I'm thinking. And I don't want to mess up. Oh, it's so much that we can say to you right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get it wrong. So then where he's out with the full-time job and I'm a stay-at-home mom with my two youngest kids in elementary school. So what did I have? Time. But I was afraid to do anything with it because I was afraid of failure and I was afraid of success. Okay? So nothing happened. So what had to be taken away? The security. What was secure? Every two weeks we got a check coming. And I know what to do with it. I know how to rob Peter to pay Paul. But when that was gone, uh-oh, now what? It was the gifts, the talents, the skill sets, the abilities, where now I need you to come on here. And I love Moses. I'm telling you, I think about him so much just as his story in the word of God. Because what did he do? Moses, come on now. I need you to be the one. But I can't talk right. Me? I hurt somebody. You don't want me? But he was like, yeah, I do. Come here. And he had to step out of that comfort zone to step into the discomfort, which was the call. So I want everybody to understand something. Your call isn't comfortable. Come on now. Your call isn't one, that skill set, that ability is one that you have to actually step into. It don't just drop down and say, well, I'm a teacher. Yes, but there's still something about you that's got to be cultivated. If if we could do everything by ourselves, we would have no need of our maker. See, he still wants you to, he said, I'm a jealous guy. You still going to have need of me. I'm going to walk you into the areas that you desire, but don't you forget about me. I've given you the ability to create wealth, but you better remember me. He's a jealous guy. So please know and understand that he's going to pull you out of those comfort zones, be right there with you every step of the way, but for you to manifest in the earth the very thing that you are called to do, giving you the desires of your heart. Because who put them there? Him. He did. Don't ignore him. Don't ignore him. You know what? You I love that. You your own way. Yeah. You just said something that was powerful, and I want either one of you really to touch on it because I sense that both of you have an amazing perspective on this because you've gone through it. And you said, we were comfortable with the way things were going. Our lives were shocked because the layoff happened. And instead of us being complacent where we are, God was pushing us towards our calling, which is uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. so, you know, so this call that you were being pulled towards, there are two perspectives. Dexter, you have a perspective because of your personality and your character traits. Tanya, you have a perspective. Talk about that. Talk about 
how you navigated the uncomfortableness of we don't have a check every two weeks. <laughs> that job is gone. Right. We have this house or these cars or these kids. You know, talk about those two different perspectives when that call is pulling you and it's uncomfortable because you either fear, right? Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Talk about that. Yeah. So I'll say this. One, one thing is we have got to get to the point where we do not care what people think. We do not care what people think. And, you know, the scenario I started out with talking about the court. Now, think about this, Daniel. So we are on the court and we get benched. The people in the stands are laughing at those of us who got on the court and then got benched. They're wow. laughing, but they're laughing from the stands. It's a perspective. So once you, you know, what is, what's the quote? Um, have you ever tried, ever failed? It doesn't matter. Try again, fail again, fail better. That's yeah. Samuel Beckett. So my thing is, okay, this has happened. Can't do anything about it. So what am I going to do? So Dr. Dennis Kimbrough said, if you do not know what you are supposed to be doing, ask five trusted people. They don't have to be best friends. We, we're, we're not talking about people who, going to vouch for you, but ask five trusted people who know who you are and ask them, what do you see me doing? Out of those five, you're going to get a common thread, maybe in two or three of them. If you don't get it out of the five, go to a, another five. When you get 10 perspectives, five or 10, a common thread is going to run out of there because the people are telling you who you, what they see you doing. And that should be confirmation. It's time to go. With this whole disrupt that happened with the pandemic in March, I think it was just a wake-up call for all of us to go after our gifts. Because the way things were operating, they are not operating the same way anymore. There's a, a different economy. There's wow. a paradigm shift that needs to take place. So my perspective of this is it's time to go all out. You have nothing else to lose. Nothing else to lose. Because if 35 million Americans, that's one in four, were immediately affected by the pandemic in March. Now we're looking at statistics saying all the corporations who closed down, half of those corporations are going to open back up. The other half, you're done. So what do you do now? Go after your gift. Go after your gift and just run after it. And then opportunity is going to start opening up and you need to be able to just, just hop on them because you don't have anything else to lose. That's very interesting. What's your perspective, Tanya? Well, I want everybody to catch what Dexter said when he said, here you are on the court, but you're, but then it's the other people in the stands that you are listening to or, or could you be listening to? So let's just make it personal. Look at the ball players. Can you imagine, let's just take Michael Jordan. Can you imagine Michael Jordan being the one that's on the court? However, in this particular game or a game, things didn't go quite right and people in the stands are making um, comments, mm -hmm. and he listened to them. So then he ended up doing what? Nothing. That's the point. I really wanted everybody to catch that. Be mindful that you're not listening to people that are in the stands. Be mindful that you're not allowing people who don't even have your zeal, your get up and go, your determination, your mm -hmm. desire to be the person to bring what it is that you want to do, what you feel strongly about to a halt. 
Just be mindful of that. I wanted to make sure we caught that because that right there was important. And, and I'm speaking about it even the way that I am because that's been me. That's been me. I've cared too much. I've cared too much about what people would say, do, or think. I've, I've been, I've, I've, I would tell people I'm a recovering people pleaser. My desire has always been to please other people, do things in that way. And, and I'll be honest with you, these deliverance, it doesn't necessarily come overnight of these types of things. So it's been a part of my process. Well, what's the difference between Tanya today and Tanya even six years ago when we found ourselves in the situation Dexter described earlier? The difference is I can acknowledge it now. So there's an awareness, there's a law of awareness that's necessary in life. When you're not aware of something, you won't do nothing about it. Can you imagine walking up on a snake? If you don't know what's there, there's no awareness of its presence, but you're going all up in the shrubbery. Come on, how are you going to be in that shrubbery? But if you know that it's there, you're going to go in that shrubbery the same way? No, why? You're aware. I'm known for saying, I say it all the time, exposure brings closure expose a thing that's how you're able to close it out and move and shut it out of your life but if you don't expose it a lot of times we feel like we're too ashamed to acknowledge anything don't let that come that's a tactic of the enemy shame guilt those types of things don't uh-uh move it out the way what have we been given on a daily basis mercy come on that's what we I love get. it so when you acknowledge a thing it's like wow and you keep it moving and that's a big lesson for me in my process so so and again i want to ask both of you a question and i want you both to chime chime in on this because a lot of people I, this resonates with me and i know that it resonates with the thousands upon tens of thousands of people who may eventually see this on the platform there was a moment that you had to go through the process, right? You can either sink or swim. The it, bottom line is 2014 happened. You not you you can you you had no control over it. You 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 were not going to change it. It happened. Mm -hmm. You were pushed out of a comfortable situation and are now in a uncomfortable situation which you now know is your calling. But Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the valley, at the beginning of the low time in our lives, what we have to actually go through. Talk to me about what that was like for you, Dexter, first, and then you, Tanya. What was it like for you to say, oh, okay, wait a minute, hold on. This is unfamiliar, it's different, it's uncomfortable, and I know as a man, I'm supposed to be the provider for my family. I'm supposed to be the security for my family. As a, as a wife, I'm supposed to be uh, there for my husband and helping in that way and this way. And I'm supposed to be making sure the home is... How, how, did you, how did you break through the barrier of the beginning to go through the process to now get to the other side? Talk about that. Mm, wow. That, that's, that's lovely. <laughs> so, so, Dave, I can think about um, when we Toyota repossessed our van. Wait, 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 hold on. What just, what happened? Your, your, your van was repossessed. Yes. Okay. Now, okay. Here's what's interesting. Um, I called them when I saw we couldn't make the payment. I didn't duck and dive and you got to find the car. I called them and they thanked me for doing it. And I said, can you meet me 
at a Walmart parking lot because I don't want you to come to my house because my pride was just too, it would be too hurt. So they met us 30 minutes away and picked up our car on that lift and my heart just sank into my shoes. Here I am with my wife. We're sitting in a car uh, that an, another car that I paid $2,700 for on our credit card, uh, to, a 1997 Infinity, but they got the newer van on the lift taking it away. And I said, you know what? I cannot be humiliated lower than where I am now. So now I need to shift my focus in being the provider. So you've heard the, the whole quote where what you focus on expands, where, where your mind goes, your energy flows. So I began to yes. focus on where I'm going and that allowed me to be able to just knock off what people thought, knock off the shame, and knew that I was doing everything that I could possibly do to take care of my family. It started with communication. I think Tanya, Tanya and I were able to say, you know what, it's okay. We're in this together. She didn't make me feel a certain way by all of the things that were happening in our lives. And she just said, I, you know, as a man, I saw trust in her eyes towards me. And it helped me to be able to say, I, I got to get moving. I got to make this happen. I can't lay down and let this be the final of our story. So just, I just had to go after it, you know. That's interesting. And Tanya, what, what was your perspective? Now you're at the, you're at the, you're at the beginning of, the, 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 uh, of the, the challenge. How did you break through and to the other side? What was it like for you? Well, even like I was saying before, my security was gone. So it moved me to action. And even though I was nervous, <laughs> afraid and all of that, how am I going to put groceries on the table? How am I going to pay that PSNC bill, Duke Energy? How, how, how are we going to do that? So I had to. And, and it's something because even to this day, I had I didn't cry. Dexter received that phone call and it was like he's a jokester. Oh my gosh, if you get to know him, I'm like, is he playing with me? So I'm looking at him and I'm like, and he said, No, Tanya, I'm serious. And then that's when I looked in his eyes and said, Oh my God, my husband has lost his job. That is the only source of income that we have right now. And it was like, oh my gosh. So when our brother and sister-in-law called me us back and basically said, you guys have got to look at this company, it was an answer. An answer that had been brought to us five months earlier, but I was too afraid. It's something. The ram in the bush was there, mm -hmm. but I left it there. <laughs> wow. So when you talk about that grace and mercy, he brought it back out again. He said, the, the ram is still there. So I picked it up. And I still got started. Now, how? It was still hesitantly. It was bit by bit. So that's what I'm saying. It's okay. Just take action. Take action. But while things were just being unfolded. But for me, it was a matter of my security was gone. And I had to do something. And let me tell you the other thing that I had. I had the desire of not going back into the workforce. I didn't want to go back to Wake County Department of Human Services. So this is something that a lot of people are not, they don't not keen on. One time, sometimes we'll ask people, well, what's your why? And we think that that's just an empty question. We think that that's just something where it's like, that don't really matter. You have no idea how valuable your why is. His why is strong. 
just as a man growing up in the household he did being able to see his dad for my husband he even described it i'm looking over here at my family like what in the world am i going to do and then for us it's like oh my gosh my wife a big why for me was i don't i like being a stay-at-home mom i like being here when he walks through the door, the kids come in after school. That meant a lot to me. It meant a lot for me to be able to get them off every day and they saw mommy and mommy wasn't gone where they had to go to a bus stop by themselves. Come on, where both of us were downtown working. Now we're here. I didn't want to lose that. That meant a lot to me. Yeah. So our wives were strong enough for us to keep pressing and going and make something happen and do something different. So I, I, I don't want to lose this moment and the momentum that we have. You have broken through to where you are now. Mm -hmm. And um, talk about wh where you are right now and what it is you're doing. And I really now... I, this is a very serious, a very straightforward request. Because, if again, I said in the beginning, if you can do it, other people can do it. And we're not partners in any way, shape, form, or fashion. We're just friends. Um, talk about what you're doing right now, that ram that was in the bush that has now blossomed into a field of rams that have now propelled you past where you were before, if you will, Talk about where you are, what you're doing, why you chose to do it, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and what other people can do to either join you or find their why as well. Wow. Okay. So right now, I, it's, it's, I call it just liberty. It's, a, it's an amazing experience because, okay, so Tony and I are both professional speakers. We've been speaking well over 20 years in our various jobs and, and all kinds of things. Well, when that job pulled the rug from under me, we had no other choice but to hop into the field of direct sales, which gives you immediate leadership, immediate personal development. I call it personal development on stage. And what it did, it provided the platform for us to be able to only grow what we were already doing. And what was interesting is when we got off of, out of the, the stands and got on the court, all kinds of possibilities began to present themselves. Mm -hmm. So Tanya and I found ourselves, we were speaking, uh, at, we were in Jamaica. We, we've been invited to speak in Jamaica, fully paid. We over in Jamaica speaking. We go to Cancun, we're speaking there. I mean, we're all over the place. And it, it happened because of the layoff. It happened after that wall of process of the foreclosure, the bankruptcy, the repossession all those kinds of things. So we hit that, that wall of process and we kept going and we pushed through, which now here's the, that court that existed so many other opportunities. So when we step out of fear and we start looking at the field of pure potentiality, this is what Deepak Chopra, uh, the seven laws, the seven spiritual laws of success, he says what's in front of us is a field of pure potentiality. In that realm, all possibilities exist. We couldn't see it when we were afraid. But when those layers came off and we went through that process, now we start seeing that we actually control what's going to happen based on stepping through that veil, getting on the court. It opened up the entire field 
of pure potentiality. Now, and I'll give you an example, then I'll let Tanya speak. Dang, right now, Tanya and I can decide, and this is what you guys really need to, to see. You can make a decision once you figure out your gifting and your calling and your talents, once you start scratching its surface. Tanya and I can do a campaign right now on Facebook to say, hey, uh, we'll do X, Y, Z, or, or even Instagram. We'll do X, X, Y, Z for the first five people. And if you do that, we'll give you a free mindset development session. Boom, we do that. Some Somebody goes through a mindset development session with us. Now we're exposed to somebody new that has access to millions of people that we don't even know. So that field of potentiality exists, and now we're able to tap in it. Whereas when I worked that job, I did not have the time to even find out who I really was. Ooh, wow. You're so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I like listening to them. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I do. It is. It's amazing. And even what a stepping out into, I love how you just talked about the field of possibilities because it is an unlocking. And that's basically the thing. And one of my favorite scriptures is when, in, in the world where it talks about him being a lamp to your feet, a light into your pathway. See, that's what I see. But you got to turn the light on and then you got to point it in a direction. A lot of times we just want to look out there and that's the vision. That's what you do first. I can look way out there and see, wow, that's where I want to go. But you got to point it down because now you'll see which step to take, which direction to go. Mm -hmm. And that's his presence with you consistently throughout the process. So the field of possibilities that are out there now become more open and available to you simply from you getting out of your own way, simply from you just making a decision to say, hey, it's time, and you step out. And that's literally what we did and what happened. So now here we are in direct sales became seven-figure earners in under two years, helping people basically go to the bathroom and just live a healthier lifestyle. That was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, all these other platforms begin to open up where we're now speaking not only throughout our country, but throughout the world. Now we end up seeing something else. And they're like, wow, are we, we logged into something because we're mindset development coaches. We love it. We'll just read, study here, learn different things. And we're like, oh, just got to be a shift here for people. And so we tapped into another group. And it was like, hey, we want to learn more about this. Can we go through a clearing session with you? They did a had a conversation with us, and that person then said, I want you to meet the owner. Now, we calling you to be clear, but you put us in touch with the owner who offered us partnership in her company. Now, we're wow. one of the coaches there certified. So it's like possibilities. They're all around us. But you first got to get out of your own way. You have to take that one step after another. And then what else is there for you? And here's the other thing for people to realize. A lot of times, some people don't realize that you might be in this particular thing now, but it's only directing you to, for something else later. But it's still a part of the process. And I love it. It's the quote that even said. Sometimes we think, if I failed at something, that must mean I wasn't supposed to do it. Not so. Mm -hmm. It is. What did you learn from it? And then this is the thing that we've also had to learn and shift because a lot of times, and it's, it's all it is, is a stripping. The enemy wants to strip you. What's his purpose? Kill, steal, destroy. Can I steal your dream? Can I destroy your vision? Can I kill your ambition? Mm -hmm. So he'll take that and say, ah, see, wrong. You put that little joker in his place. He had, you have to come to a place of understanding and realizing that what? 
all things work together for what? Who's good? Yours. Why? You love him and are called according to his what? Purpose. So what, did he, what is he going to do? I'm going to take everything, not one thing, all things. Look at that one little word, three-letter word, A-L-L. All things work together for who's good, yours. And when that takes place, I'm telling you, the unfolding of a thing is absolutely spectacular. Get into alignment. Get into alignment. I love it. I love it. So we, we have about five minutes left, and there's a couple of things that I, I want to do um, for to make sure you guys are continuing to connect. Number one. I want you to tell people how they can connect with you, wherever they can connect with you, whenever they can connect with you. They need to connect with you for whatever reason. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, I want each of you to take a look in the camera and I want you to just speak from your heart to people who may be going through what you've just gone through in your life because because a lot of people are hurting right now and they have no idea about what they uh, are, are going to be doing finally this is just a request i am going to be sending you a message dexter to ask you guys back on again the other thing i'm going to be doing is i am going to do an ig live this this this, this just came from i'm motivated by you tanya I've done it. I'm going to be doing an IG live motivational session where I'm inviting you two to come and be part of the keynote speaking group where we can actually impact more people on a larger scale, whether it's on a platform like TikTok or here or YouTube, where we can get hundreds of thousands of people in front of their computer to be blessed by, by the challenges of the experiences that we have had to overcome. So with that being said, number one, please tell people how they can get in contact with you and immediately following that, I want you each to take a turn and look in the camera and tell people how they too can come from March of this year where everything was lost to getting it all back and what it's going to take for them to do that go. Okay, awesome. So guys, you can get in touch with us. Uh, Facebook at Dexter L. Scott at Tanya Joyner hyphen Scott. Scott. Uh, here on Instagram at Dexter L. Scott and Tanya J. Scott. And also, and the upgraders. So at the upgraders on both platforms. And we, we've recently uh, started a series, a Shine documentary series. We just ended the last uh, season's show last night. Uh, and it's based on Tanya's book, uh, Shine, Anthology of Healing. Uh, there is an entire uh, five episodes. It's on our YouTube channel, at the upgraders. So you guys make sure you go and connect with us. We would love to connect with you. So you can just see what we're doing and we can continue to pour into your life. So Tanya, I'll let you. Well, and we have a giveaway. So go yeah. to upgradersgiveaway.com and it's 11 steps to success, but just go grab you a copy, get you a little free ebook that we have out there. So that definitely will also connect you with us as well. Upgradersgiveaway.com and just, you know, connect with us there as well. Um, and so we're excited. The Shine Anthology, I'm telling you, it will bless you, okay? But it's women that's basically sharing stories that they've been through throughout their lives, but it's an anthology of healing. So we definitely want people to do that. And please share, share that, because we had a few of them step out with us, as my husband just said, and they actually, it's not only in this book, but they verbally expressed some of the things that they've gone through. But even to what I've been saying, exposure breeds closure. There's a lot of closure 
closure that's been happening with them, which is why they were even able to come here and share it with the world. So make sure you do that as well. Absolutely. So look, my very quick uh, closing message is, I'm going to give two quotes. Uh, Alvin Toffler said, the illiterate of the 21st century won't be those who can't read or write. It will be those who can't learn, unlearn, and relearn. So this pandemic is helping us relearn what it is that we're supposed to be doing. And another quote, we must unlearn the things that we have been programmed to believe since birth because that software no longer exists if we want to live in a world where all things are possible. Right now is an opportunity for you to really show who you are to the world because you have got to begin to show your gifts to the world. This is the time to do it. Put fear to the side and just go after it. You've got to unlearn and then relearn where we are right now. The world is looking for your message. The world needs your gift. And it's time for you to unwrap it and take it out. Show it to the world. Oh, and he just ended it with a great transition for me. I've been known for saying as well, God has given us the gift of life. Open up your gift. Open up your present. Nobody gets a gift and just sit it on the shelf. What is it for? Use it. So open up your gift of life. And I want to say to you, even this, this is kind of what dropped in my spirit when you originally asked this question, Daniel, um, because you are, for those who are finding yourselves, if you're finding yourselves in that situation where from March, you know, my job is gone, things are different, I'm behind, or whatever the case may be, oftentimes what do we do? We go into prayer, we have a cry, wonderful cry out to God, and then we sit, and guess what a lot of people do? They wait. But faith isn't a waiting game. Faith is action. So it's now time for you to take action. Open up your gift of life and move. And I'm telling you, you will find restoration come to you. There's a belief system. What do you believe for? I'm telling you it comes. That's, and I talk about this a lot. With your thoughts, they are things. So what are you thinking about? And if you're constantly thinking about what isn't, do you continue to see what isn't around you? Well, begin to think about what is. Think about what it is that you want, what it is that you desire, where it is that you want to go. And you're going to find that those things also are now going to manifest in your life. That's a power that we have. Dexter and I speak about that often. We begin to tap into our power, and now we want you to do the same thing. Absolutely. You guys are absolutely amazing, and it, it makes me want to cry, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the road to success is sometimes it's, it's, it's challenging, it's lonely. And, and as I said at the beginning of this, uh, this uh, live, oftentimes we don't have people that we are close to who can relate to the challenges that we're going through. So I appreciate you too. I mean, I really do. And I thank God for you. I really do. I thank, as man of God, I really thank God for you. And I am going to commit, commit myself to doing everything that I can to um, help you guys spread this message, your message to everybody that's connected to my world because they need it. So thank you so much. I really appreciate both of you guys for agreeing. I know we're friends, but thank you so much for being on. I I pray, and I know I already know the answer to it, that we can do this again soon. Absolutely. 
I'm announcing this right now. Look for the speaking event coming soon with co-keynote speakers, Dexter and Tanya Scott, called The Climb to the Top. The Climb to the Top. So uh, in, the, in, the coming, in the coming months, I'm, I'm targeting probably, I'm going to try to make it three months from now. We're going to do this, and I want you guys to come on and share your story because people need to know that the impossible is possible. The impossible is possible. Yes. The impossible is possible. And stop looking at what isn't. Begin to focus on what is and is will show up in your life. Yes, it will. Is will show up in your life. So thank you guys so much. I wish I can, I wish we can continue to go on for another hour, but <laughs> you know, we'll leave it right here. Thank you guys so much. Please get in contact with the upgraders. Please, please replay this over and over again. This will be on all of the platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. It'll be everywhere. They will have a full, the full video. We'll chop it up. It'll be on the podcast. It'll be everything. Please. Please, I'm begging you, if you're in my community, please get in contact with them. Start a conversation. Build a relationship. Join their team. They may be the answer to the problem that you are now facing. I believe that. Please, please, I'm begging you. Please, please do that. Thank you guys so much. God bless you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we will be talking again soon, okay? Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Daniel. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Right. We're going to be live at 4 o'clock. We'll be live on, from one of our pages, probably mine, at 4 o'clock, sharing more about our opportunity that we're a part of. So we're it's a call of mine going on today, and we're on at 4. So you're more than welcome to join us on Facebook at 4 o'clock. And then we'll put we'll come here and put the phone number that you can dial into on the comments of, of, from this Please, live. Dexter, send me that message so that I can put that on my social media platform so that we can let the world know that they need to join you guys, okay? And I'll be, okay. I'll be watching too, okay? Thank okay. you, guys. God bless you. Take care. Love you, you so much. Thanks, All right, bye-bye.